diving into today's episode of Agency Journey, let me tell you real quickly about our sponsor, Aribi. Aribi is a super cool on-one marketing analytics tool. They've got Google Analytics squarely in their sites right now. And I can remember setting up Google Analytics as a sophomore in college and thinking this was just the coolest platform. And as it's matured, it's still super powerful, but it's become so complex to deal with. And Aribi has a value prop totally aside from this. But what I absolutely love about my experience plugging Aribi into Zenpilot.com is I didn't have to mess around with setting up what events I wanted to capture and tracking all my changes. And if I messed up a view, then it would, it would delete all the data that I had. I just plugged it in, it crawled, it captured all, our, all of our events, made it super easy to see our funnel. And it just works. I love being able to see, for example, how many people read the definitive guide to click up for agencies, a blog post that I wrote, I don't know, six months ago. See where those folks come from, how that influences the buying process, the funnel, the way that it works out. So super excited to have Aribi as a sponsor. You can check it out. Go to aribi.io slash agency journey. It's all one word. If you spin up a free trial there, use the coupon code agency journey. Same thing, all one word. That'll give you 20% off any plan, which is super generous of them. And remember, they can track all of our conversions. So, so check them out. Um, that's aribi.io. We appreciate their sponsorship. Let's get on with the episode. All right. Welcome, everybody. Gray here. And today I've got the pleasure of having Iris Shore uh, from Aribi. Iris, thanks for jumping on to talk through Aribi and the, the mission that you guys are, are fighting for. Hi, Gray. Great to be here. So give, can you give us the, maybe the, the one line or it can go more than one line, but kind of the short abbreviated version of what Aribi is? Okay. So the one liner is marketing analytics without uh, developers and without analysts. Um, and a bit more about the product it, um, it came after lots of uh, frustration that I experienced and uh, other marketers that uh, I knew as well from using Google Analytics and having to customize it a lot, having to use developers in order to collect data and, and not having enough uh, proper competition. So I guess to today, most of the market is either Google Analytics or very heavy tools like BI tools or Mixpanel and so on and that require lots of integration. So we're really trying to simplify this experience and to give simple answers to the question that all of us ask. Right. Um, so we've played around pretty heavily inside the tool so far. <clears throat> and I was really impressed with the interface. It was, I went super deep because of a background in SEO on Google Analytics back in like 2011, 2013. And I just remember how cool it was seeing here's the dots of where the individual visitors were. And I'm like, oh, that's uh, Harrisburg PA. I know which friend that is, that, <laughs> what, what location people were in. But um, <clears throat> a combination of things happened. As the business grew, I became a lot less technical and a lot less skilled in Google Analytics. And at the same time, the complexity of Google Analytics grew and grew. And so now, trying to sort my way around, you know, I've got the handful, I've got the five or six things that I know how to go in and grab. But it's still, it's a bunch of clicks to go get the info that I need. And that, so that's the space that I thought, thought Aribi, uh, you know, there's a cool space in the marketplace. But what, and, and I want to get into the tool itself, but what prompted you to say, this is a problem that I want to tackle? Because Google Analytics, is, I mean, that's the de facto, that's just the standard that everyone knows you have to put up with. It. So it's a hard market to break into. And I feel like it takes a lot of courage to go after that market. Was there, yeah. well, was it your background personally, or where did the idea come from and what prompted you to, to take them on? Mm-hmm. So this is actually my third company after two successful startups. Um, I really love the world of low-touch, self-serve uh, tools. Um, and I, I really felt like that there is a huge opportunity around it today. All of the advanced marketing tools are uh, 
as I mentioned, uh, rely on heavy integrations. You need to set it up uh, for a few weeks or months. And they really identified uh, a very interesting opportunity around there. I would also add that um, you mentioned before that uh, uh, Google Analytics became more sophisticated, but mainly the market became more sophisticated. Mm-hmm. So if five or 10 years ago, people used to work with uh, less channels, uh, less touch points, uh, today measuring the marketing results is, uh, is so complex and we all want to be data-driven and most of us don't have enough resources to do it well. Yeah, <clears throat> that makes sense. So. To help folks who haven't looked at it yet, <clears throat> try and comprehend what's the, what are the main, so you get into a rebeat, what's the experience like that's so fundamentally different from the current attribution tools or analytics tools to grab it that, um, how do, I guess, how do, or there might be one key point that you're focused on in terms of activation, getting people to that first point of value as quickly as mm-hmm. possible. What's the main distinction or difference in terms of the setup process and then what people are getting out of it that maybe they're not accessing right now? Yeah. So the way I see analytics tools, um, for them, the main barrier is around collecting all the data. If you want to ask different questions, like you want to know the uh, impact of the last newsletter you stand on, how much, uh, how many people are using a coupon code and how many of them purchased and which product and so on, you need to have all the data points in place. So you need to collect all the data about uh, all the events that happen on the website, user behavior. And in most cases, most companies collect only the final event, like a purchase, or they have very few events, and then it's much harder to ask, uh, to ask different questions. And what we do very differently to Rebe is to try to handle this data layer in a very different way. Uh, in a very different way, and we collect all of the data without using code and, and make sense of it. So it's not just like a button click. And we, we manage to understand that uh, this button is a sign-up button, and uh, these are all the users that requested the demo. Actually, in about a week from now, we're going to launch a new version where we create automatically all the suggestions according to your website, and then you can just click, for example, like, I want to track all the people that requested the demo, signed up, purchased, decided to cancel, and so on. And everything is collected in a dynamic way. So creating this layer is a main differentiation from other tools. And you have everything. You have everything retroactively. So if you want to question something that you've done a few weeks or a few months ago, you can easily do it. And on top of it, we've built a very friendly and simple interface. And... And there's a combination of having all the data and having a friendly interface that is something that really helps the, the marketers that work with the Ruby to understand the results, know how to allocate their budget and uh, which activities to invest more in. Right. That makes sense. So in the, I thought the, one of the cool things is we were playing with it super early on was we can go in and look at what buttons got clicked. And it didn't have to set up. I mean, it was just all there. Like you could sort through every single button and there were things that we didn't realize were buttons that everybody was picking up as um, all clicks or you know, what, what are people clicking on inside the tool right now? And then obviously pick and choose. Here's the ones that we want to measure most easily and build reporting off of that. Um, in terms of who it's for, who, what was the, because this is a, uh, has a ton of application. Every site could potentially use a review, but who's the primary market? And has that shifted since starting? 
Um, yeah, actually, uh, I'll share with you that with, with my previous uh, companies, uh, I always liked like, with a low-touch approach and um, um, more of inbound. And with my two less companies, it was more about putting it out there and then seeing uh, who are the best customers. And it didn't really happen with Ruby. So I think that because marketing analytics is uh, is so wide, and they really feel it's a blue ocean because Google Analytics is the only player for uh, for most companies. We see um, a variety of uh, of users coming to Ruby. So about forty percent of the customers are e-commerce, and twenty five percent of the customers are marketing agencies. Um, and we see technology companies and uh, education and entertainment and uh, finance and uh, medical. You name it. Yep. Right. E-commerce makes a ton of sense for yeah. what, what you guys are doing. So that's a that's a yeah. natural fit. Um, so I I mentioned Aribi in our uh, agency Facebook group, and there are a couple of people who mentioned every, everyone was there were a lot of people who obviously hadn't seen it, and then um, a bunch of folks who'd seen it or played with it, and there were a couple of agencies, and there's a wide mix of agencies in our group of folks who are very early on in their journey to. Folks who are running eight-figure agencies, and um, a couple of folks who had signed up early on under a different pricing model, and then came back and canceled it because they're like, oh, we're not, we're not using it that much. We're, maybe we're too small." Came back, and the pricing had increased. So, it, could you talk a little bit? And I know pricing is always strange to get into on a podcast because yeah. th- there's one point in time today where pricing model is this, and it can all all change down the road. But tell me a little bit about the way that you approach pricing right now and maybe just general range and to timestamp it here. We're in May of 2021. Yeah. Um, so, so a bit about the reason I think that like many startup companies, we've matured, the product is uh, is more mature and we've went to a natural process of uh, increasing the, the pricing. Today, we start at around uh, $400 a month. Um, it depends on the on the traffic. So if you have uh, if you manage customers with high traffic, uh, and you are going to pay more, and um, maybe around like one thousand dollars a month. Um, it has lots of ROI. So that's something that we always highlight. And um, most customers see immediate ROI by uh, optimizing Facebook campaigns by sending more accurate data. Now with iOS 14, it's even a stronger feature um, and understanding and uh, better understanding of how visitors uh, behave on the website, what to change and so on. So that's what I'm trying to get to. Hey, here's the pricing. It's a big jump from Google's free. It's two totally separate products and, yeah. and two different value props. So how do, as an agency... I think that frame of reference in um, because the context is Google Analytics, the mm-hmm. price tag to a lot of people is going to seem like, whoa, this is like, that's a, that's a lot to pay for a different Google Analytics, which is not really the value prop. And so trying to figure out then how do, what types of agencies should be looking to sell, to either sell this through or add this to clients or, you know, whatever the model is that you have there. And then also internally, are there uh, points where you've seen maybe internal agency success stories, but let's tell, let's start, I guess, with client or with agencies pitching a Reby as a tool in their tech stack that clients should purchase and that they should use to help optimize campaigns. And is that normally how you see it done? Is they're just, you know, asking their clients to go sign up for it rather than buying it and then using it on client accounts, I would assume. Yeah. 
So one quick note about uh, competition with Google and uh, with free products. Um, when I started Ruby, uh, it sounded crazy to go head to head with uh, with Google, with the free products of Google. And I've done lots and lots of uh, research around this issue. Today, Google Analytics uh, serves mainly as the analytics tool for Google Ads. And that's the reason it doesn't change a lot. It won't give you enough information about different channels. Um, so it's a great tool to analyze Google Ads, but it doesn't do such a good work with the website optimizations, funnels, uh, uh, attributions, uh, and other channels analysis. Um, and that's exactly the reason that we add more value. Today, most of the, most of the customers then usually start uh, by paying about the rebies themselves. Some of them do charge the, the customer. Um, it really varies. I can't say that uh, there is one way right. that uh, it's usually being used. Um, in many cases, um, um, they use Ruby, so they want to use uh, developers on the customer side. So they can track new events, send them to Facebook, define them on Ruby, explore them without having a, um, to without uh, requesting access to the company website and redeploying the website and so on. Yep. So what I'm trying to get to is if I'm helping to explain this to agencies, what's the best way, just because you've seen this way more times than I've seen it, what's the best way to explain that value prop to the client? And that sounds like it's probably the key point is because I'm used to if for Facebook campaigns, we need you to go have somebody set up this event and this event and this event, or we need to, whatever the situation is, you know, somebody on their side do it. And the alternative is you can hire somebody internally on your side, get access to their CMS or their site or whatever, and, and go try and build it. Or often uh, have clients ask, ask for from clients. So is that the main, are there other ways that you've seen it pitched or is that the main pitch to clients is, hey, you could pay somebody for... You know, at $80 an hour, you can pay them five hours or you can just have a Ruby and all the data is there. We don't need to ask for anything else. It's just going to be there ongoing. Uh, that, yeah, that's one pitch. Another pitch is uh, having them, uh, having the clients access to Ruby as well and they'll be able to view all of the data. It's much more easier to consume than Google Analytics. Um, yeah. Another angle um, is just about more value around the customer experience and the visitor behavior. Right. And seeing more uh, more steps uh, of usage uh, within the funnel, analyzing it better. Do you have any? Because there's all these dashboard or BI tools out there that do, and especially in the agency space, a ton of agency reporting, whether it's agency analytics or DataBox or Google Data Studio or mm-hmm. um, any of these tools. And a lot of them have um, automated reporting features or where you can not just have a dashboard, which you have so you can access here and any of those tools, but you also can pull a report, which is a feature that you guys have where you can have a scheduled report and say, look, we've got every Monday, here's a report that gets pushed into Slack with what, what the Yeah, definitely. Are. So um, one of the most popular features uh, is auto-generated reports, uh, highly customized. So you can decide which uh, data to show and if you like to, you can show only positive trends. You can uh, customize the design, the logos, uh, the colors, and, and you can set automation. So you can uh, decide to send it every Monday. And yep. so that's something that really saves a lot of time. How tempted are you to keep going deeper in that space? Is that a, a struggle for you? Ever? Because I would assume, I mean, it, you've got the, all the traffic info. You get all the, all the site 
um, information, but you're not pulling all the rest of the information that a client might want to see from other, totally other sources. Is that, yeah. is that either on the roadmap or a temptation to keep building that out? Because if you do that, then there's a, a competitive aspect here where you may also replace an agency analytics or a, not, not to pick on them, but a tool like that where you can, um, where agencies might be tempted to plug in and there's the value pitch is not just Google analytics, but it's, it's combining and uh, eliminating yeah. multiple other tools. Yeah. So it's very tempting. I think that there's so much to do um, around marketing analytics, so many cool features that uh, um, that can be developed. And I would say that we decided to go with a different approach. And um, I think that pulling lots of data from other resources brings us back to the, to the start point in which you need a developer's integration, someone who knows what he's doing. Um, and we decided to focus more on the other side of exporting more coded data to other platforms. Yep. Um, so today we offer options to export any coded data, any event on the website to Facebook and Google and MailChimp. And this year we're going to extend it to about 20 other platforms. So you'll be able to send to your dashboard or a BI tool all the awesome. events and all the clicks that, uh, that users um, uh, performed right. on your website. And so, yeah, this is the, the direction that we're taking. Well, that, that's probably the right way to go, right? Because you're rather than building two completely separate products, uh, take all your data and, and make it available yeah. to, to push through. That makes a lot of sense. So, um, when you think of agencies who've had success stories, are there any big success stories for agencies? And this is kind of the chance to to brag more about what this means, what what this looked like translated into real life. Any big success stories that you've seen from agencies who Arubis worked with? Yeah, um, I'm not sure that I can share the names because the interest sure. was um, it before, but I would say that the main uh, the main success stories are around the um, optimization of the the current traffic. I think that's something that. Uh, that marketers uh, neglect many times is uh, just optimizing the website and the channels and the right campaigns. We're so obsessed with getting more traffic, but in many cases, getting the conversion rate from, let's say, 1% to 1.5% right. means 50% more sales. And in order to do it, you need to know uh, which content converts, which newsletters are the right one, uh, which pages on the website you need to, you need to change. Um, so there's a lot of success stories around it. So optimizing the content and the campaigns and the website itself. Yep. Um, also around the reports, um, people hate investing uh, a few hours a week just creating reports. Uh, mainly marketers that want to be more on the creative side. So the entire process of uh, automating the reports and uh, um, and the creating in automatic way reports that look uh, very professional. Yep. Yeah. That makes sense. From a um, so one thing that we try to do in our I mentioned this to you when we are working with agencies. One thing we give every agency is a pre-built and process library. We're we're helping agencies streamline their operations in ClickUp primarily, but because that's such a fundamental piece, their processes and project management kind of touches their whole tech stack. So we've got a handful of kind of pre-built recommendations around common agency tech stack pieces, and one thing that. Um, is a big push for us this year is giving them more enablement around here's the specific tool and here's the playbook that we'd build around how you might implement that or how we've seen agencies successfully do that. 
So I would imagine if I had to make a recommendation right now to an agency, I'd probably not pitch that they are the ones paying for a review, but that they, that's part of the value prop they give to the client. Say you own the relationship directly with your vendor and we're just there to service it and set it up for you and, and run the playbook. And then as part of how you pitch it, here's the, the value methods. So you get all the, all the data, you can have automatic reports out of there. Nobody ever has to go in and, and design it all. If the site changes, the reviews can pick it up. You don't have to go. I'm going to build this stuff out, whatever there's the value props. And then on an ongoing basis, how should this get used? So if we can give people recommendations on here's how frequently you should set up a report or here's the types of reports that you should run and what they should look like and the pieces you should do. That all speeds right. up the adoption of any new tool. And, um, and it's one thing that we want to give folks to the degree that we're able to support that for the different tools. Mm -hmm. So in terms of the agency setup process, a new agency getting in who's using this for a client, they just sold it to a client. Are there some key points in that journey that you'd recommend and say, hey, here's the playbook for how you want to get success or the main, the main things that you need to take care of in, and in what order do those fall as you're getting onboarded with a rebe? Yeah. So I would say that the first step that uh, unlike other tools that uh, really takes uh, a few minutes is setting all the main events that you want to follow and uh, creating the main funnels. Um, and the next step is um, measuring everything that you've done during the last week. So the way we see the usage of Oribi is uh, every change that you made, every new campaign, a newsletter you sent, a social media activity, new post that, uh, that you published, you should go to Ribi and see how, how it really impacted the business results. So stop measuring open rate, visitors, uh, and other metrics that uh, are still far from the end conversion mm. and start to really understand how each one of your activities really contribute to, to sales or leads. Um, and that's the way I see people use Oribi. So you every marketing activity that you perform a few days later, go to Oribi, understand how the audience that interacted with this activity uh, converted. Um, and then you're able to tell if you want to invest more in it, should you create a similar newsletter, change it, add more budget to this campaign, and so on. Uh, even as you were saying that, this brought up a marketing question in my mind where from the outside, it looks a little bit like you're taking, and I kind of looked at it and I go, I'm curious if, you, if that's an intentional move to try to push into that. It makes a lot of sense. So I'm not discrediting at all the logic of what you're saying. But one thing I like in marketing is when someone who's trying to enter a, a new a market that's already existing and everyone knows who the competitor is, that you go in mm -hmm. and even though if you logged into a Reby and you logged into Google Analytics, I mean, the tool interfaces are totally separate things. And, um, but, but you've gone in and you've said, we're Google Analytics, but we're way better than they are. And it sounds... So I like that kind of positioning against the context of what people already know. And then here's the main differences that we have. And it sounds almost like you could do the same thing from an email side of don't pay attention to the stats that HubSpot, ConvertKit, ActiveCampaign are giving you because those don't really mean anything. What's the bottom line? And so you're the bridge between here's the email that you sent and here's the Shopify data on the back end or what the, what the dollars are that actually come out. Um, is that yeah. an unintentional push or is that an angle that you're trying to take intentionally from a marketing perspective as you try and disrupt the market? Or has that just been so actually, a byproduct of kind of here's the anchor that people need in their mind? Yeah. So actually, I've never dreamed of uh, going with uh, this type of marketing for Ruby versus Google Analytics. Uh, 
um, from different reasons. They didn't want to trash on a, another product. They right. didn't want to be compared to Google. Um, and probably like most of the, of the listeners, we've tried out so many different messaging and ads on Facebook and to find out what's working best. And the first time we tried something uh, um, that uh, mentioned Google Analytics, we got like tons of the comments with people from people that are frustrated by Google Analytics. They hate Google Analytics. We were overwhelmed by uh, right. um, how much uh, emotion people have around Google Analytics and their experience with it. And and we see over time that usually this is like the best um, best messaging. People understand what we do and they have. Uh, so much to say about Google Analytics that uh, they try out already. Right. I think that, I mean, it is a little bit more controversial, but positioning against an established player, it just tends to, the emotional attachment is definitely higher. But on both sides, you'll have a lot of people who are frustrated with it. Say, I don't like it. And you'll have people who live in Google Analytics all day and they'll be like, how could you possibly? Yeah, yeah. How could you possibly? Yeah, you get both sides of it. But it's, yeah, yeah. That's, what you, I mean, that's what you're trying to yeah. drive is, yeah, you want more attention. That's the whole uh, part of the whole um, goal of marketing. So I think it is an effective, an effective yeah. marketing play. Definitely gets people's attention, yeah. which is cool. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay. So we've covered a lot. Anything that would be helpful for agencies to know? A two-part question. Anything that would, else that would be helpful for agencies to know about a Rebe roadmap feature? Second one is where should people go to uh, sign up or to learn more about a Rebe? Okay. Um, so to learn more about Ruby, just go to ruby.io and sign up for a free trial. And something that we always advise to agencies is to add the Ruby script. Uh, and it's super simple. And if you're using like Shopify WordPress, it's just a plugin, but add it to a real website because sometimes agencies, they edit on their website and they hardly have uh, visitors or uh, different channels. So they're unable to really explore the tool. So Try use a free trial to try it on a, on a real website if you really need to optimize. Um, and as for uh, what was the first question? I, yeah. So then the other one yeah. is uh, in terms of a kind of roadmap or th- anything else that people should know yeah. about Rebe. What does that look like? Yeah. So I can check this right now. We're working on more integrations, sending coldless data to um, to different uh, email automation, marketing automation tools, and HubSpot and Salesforce mm. and, uh, and and Zapier and Segment and uh, and so on. And we're also working on lots of cool features around uh, paid campaigns analysis and email marketing analysis. Uh, for example, one thing that uh, we're working on right now is the uh, is super funnels in which we automatically um, compare funnels coming from different channels. We tell you where you lose customers, uh, uh, but we automatically do all the filtering work and we can identify uh, which visitors are more likely to drop. Um, another cool feature is uh, comparing segments. So, for example, you can take all the visitors coming from a certain campaign in which uh, the conversion rate is uh, is lower than average and to compare it to all other campaigns and they're able to see uh, what's different about this audience and where they're coming from or maybe identify that uh, um, they're using like a different entry page to the website, something that really helps you to, um, to shorten all the investigation that uh, usually takes you days and usually right. most marketers don't do. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. There is a whole... 
element where um, in any tool, we see this all the time as we're implementing ClickUp, there's all these features. People want all the features. The reality is there's a lot of features out there that a lot of people are excited to have. And there's a, a sense of confidence because they have the feature, but so rarely get used. And so making those accessible is a, is a huge value yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, Iris, I appreciate you coming on and sharing with us today. Thanks for your time. Thank you.